Welcome to All The Things Podcast. I'm Regina Lawrence, your host. I'm a lawyer turned soulful business strategist and transformational mindset coach. I'm also the founder of the community, All The Things Business. I've created a community of women who can truly be all the things, successful, spiritual, sexual, and wildly unique, all while creating a life of purpose and passion according to our own rules. We don't have to look or be a person that societal norms dictate anymore. We don't have to play by somebody else's rules. We can be whoever we want to be, and that person can be all the things in one. Each week, I'll bring you episodes where we dive deep into business, entrepreneurship, and a whole host of topics to help us dive into who we truly are so that we can really be all the things. Welcome to my podcast. Hey guys, I know that starting a business can be really complicated, confusing, scary, and there's so many moments when you're starting your business or when you're pivoting your business, you feel really, really confused and like you have no one to talk to. I totally understand that because when I started my coaching business, I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. I felt like I tried a million things and I would hit dead ends and I would just try and try and try and try. Luckily, I was able to figure it out, but I had to take the long way. And that is exactly why I am the business coach that I am, because I've tried and I've tried and I've tried all of the things. And I know what works in creating, scaling, and pivoting your online and coaching business. If you are needing a friend, if you are needing a coach and somebody to hold your hand through this crazy process of growing your business online, schedule a free 30-minute virtual coffee chat with me. Go to my website, reginalawrence.com, and click schedule a virtual coffee chat, and we can hop on and talk about one particular issue in your business that you are struggling with right now. And by the end of that 30 minutes, I promise you that you will have a solution. Once again, it's www.reginalawrence.com and click schedule a virtual coffee chat. I cannot wait to talk to you and help you unravel anything you are struggling with in your business right now. Enjoy this episode. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of All The Things Podcast. My name is Regina Lawrence, your host, and I am so excited to be here today and to bring to you today's guest. I know every time I start a podcast, I say that I'm so excited, but I am. I love the guests and I love the content that we're bringing to you. So let me set the stage before I introduce you to our guest today. If any of you have not been living in a bubble around the beginning of March when quarantine hit and the world shut down, there was not a lot to do except to watch a serious amount of Netflix. And during that time, I rewatched all of Grey's Anatomy. I might have watched every episode of Sex and the City again two more times. And right around the beginning, a show dropped on Netflix called Love is Blind. Love is Blind was a show about a bunch of men and women who were put together and they were dating each other through walls and could not see each other. And in fact, they could not see each other and meet until they got engaged and fell in love. Kelly Chase was one of the contestants on Love is Blind, and I happened to meet Kelly pre-COVID last October at a conference here in Scottsdale. So when I saw her on Love is Blind, I was like, I have to get to know her, and I have to have her on the podcast to share 
all of the interesting bits about being in a container like that. On top of being a reality TV star, Kelly is also a business and mindset coach. She is such a special human being. Her passion is helping women scale their businesses by mastering their self-worth. And let me tell you what, this woman has so much self-love, so much self-compassion, and such a sense of her self-worth that she has worked on and has been mastering through the years. And we talk about that. We get into all the juicy bits about being on the show. We talk about what she's doing in her life now. We even chat about maybe doing a little collaboration in the future. Stay tuned. I know you are going to love Kelly as much as I love her. She is just the most wonderful, genuine, strong woman. So enjoy. Let me know what you guys think. And also, if you don't follow Kelly yet, check her out on Instagram at Chase Life with Kelly. And I'll have all the deets so you can connect with her in the show notes. Hope you guys enjoy. Okay, so Kelly, before we get started on this podcast interview, I just need to say thank you because you and everybody on Love is Blind were our entertainment at the beginning of La Quarantina. Like, <laughs> what would we have done? What would America have done truly without Love is Blind in March? I mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but it was literally like, it couldn't have been planned better. No. And it was so serendipitous that like the show came out and like a global pandemic hit. I know. And then everybody was like, it's so funny because everybody was like comparing themselves to like being in the pods, you know, like stuff <laughs> like the pod life. I'm like, yeah, I guess it could kind of feel like that. At least we, ha- at least we can see people like on Zoom and stuff. Like we literally couldn't see anybody. <laughs> How soon before the show aired did you guys film the show? Um, a, let's see, a year and like four months. So we had filmed it in 2018, like October, November, 2018. And you, did you have to keep everything a secret? Yeah. I mean, there were probably some people, obviously some people knew, of course. Right. But yeah, I mean, everything else. Yeah. And then you kind of just like, because it was so long in between it airing, like we were like, is it going to air (laughs) or, you know, or just, we just kind of like, kind of forgot about it in a sense, because it was like so long ago. Totally. and we get this like email like hey guys it's coming out (laughs) (laughs) I just remember we we were starting to see like previews they were showing previews on Netflix and I was watching it with one of my friends and she was at the event that I met you at and she was like is that Kelly Chase and I was like wait what (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) I know It it was so wild I mean just Obviously, like, I think I had maybe, like, a local, like, networking event here close with the girl who organized a networking event and, like, like the week before the show, like, aired and stuff. And, like, whenever it was launched, she was, like, she was, like, I'm sorry. Like, did you, like, just forget to tell me that you just filmed a TV show? <laughs> I was, like, but, I mean, I filmed it so long ago. And, yeah, I mean, we kind of had to keep it on the hush-hush, like, as we were, like, gearing yeah. up to, you know, air it and stuff. And she's, like, oh, I am just, like, so, like, what? <laughs> it was crazy. So, what, like, what was it that made you decide to audition and go on the show? Yeah. So, this is a kind of funny story. Um, they reached out to me 
for the casting um, because they had my file already because I had, um, I guess I had like interviewed for Married at First Sight, like their first season. They filmed that here in Atlanta too. Um, And how I even got involved with that. So as you remember on Love is Blind, I kept referencing, although they exaggerated this part so much, but I kept referencing (laughs) like my ex-boyfriend like, okay. who's like a brunette and like very attractive and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So anyway, so, but that ex-boyfriend years ago, all of a sudden I like get a text message from him. This was probably like a year after we like split. And he was like, Hey, you're going to get a call from like a casting director. I gave them your name because I can't do what they're asking because of my job. And I was like, what is this? And he's like, it's like a dating show. And I was like, I don't know if I should be like grateful or like, like offended that you don't think I can like find love on my own. (laughs) (laughs) I love that his ex-girlfriend was the one that popped into his brain to be like, this is for Kelly. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I know. I was like, oh my God. So whatever, you know, I'm grateful. But it's funny because like he then, he knew that I... I think he knew that I was about to start filming like through the grapevine because we like our friend circles are still the same or whatever right and um anyway so he like texted me like one day after we got done filming and I was like hey I was like well thank you you know for for like you were the one like they wouldn't even know who I am you know if it weren't for you so like thanks for the opportunity (laughs) yeah totally so it was cool but yeah I mean once they pitched the idea to me though I was like my initial thought, it went to my always think that I date guys that look like models and that I'm only about physical attraction and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, this show will prove them wrong because I'm not going to be able to see the person. Totally. <laughs> so it was kind of like that energy at first. And then I was like thinking, you know, obviously the more I went through like interview process and everything, I was like, you know what, Kelly, like this could be just such a like, who cares how you meet your person? And like, you know, it's kind of like we, I don't know, it's kind of like you, 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 you envision how you want to meet someone. Like, like, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I don't want to meet a guy online or something. You know what I mean? And it's like, or I don't want to meet a guy at a bar. Uh-huh. It's like, it's happened the way it's supposed to happen. And yeah. it just is. So I had already, that year of 2018, that was like the year I started my like whole like personal development journey. And so I was already like seven months in and I'm like, you know what, this is like, why not take the chance? Like, what is it going to, like, what can you lose? Nothing. Totally. And like, I'm, I'm the same way as you, like just the way the universe works. Like maybe that, like there was a lot, there was obviously a whole host of lessons and experiences meant for you there. So like, why not do it? Right. Exactly. Absolutely. Like the first day, um, so they gave us journals like so we could like take notes but they didn't really want us taking notes but whatever and like I opened the journal and I wrote before I like met anybody every opportunity creates another opportunity I just like wrote that in there and it's like obviously it's been like like a mantra of mine since and it's so true like I even went into it you know thinking I'm like okay even if I don't like meet someone on the show who like maybe they have a friend (laughs) you never know totally yeah. What was it like, what was the interview process like when you decided like, yeah, I'm interested, like, how did it go? Yeah, I mean, so they pitched the concept and then it was, it was a couple of months long as far as an interview process. I mean, we would 
do like a Skype with like certain casting and then like maybe a producer or something. And then you had to do, you know, like a background check and like, um, what is it? Kind of like a personality test, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how much of that they use to like scale or like try and match. Like, I mean, we weren't matched with like, that was all our like doing, but like to even like, I don't know, have people that could fit with us, that could even match, you know? Like, how did they, like, scale that? I don't know. Yeah, I wondered if they were, like, these types of personalities could match with these types of personalities or whatever they would evaluate. So, like, there would be more of a likelihood that somebody's going to match or, like, going to work out for someone in the group. Right, exactly. But there was such an array of personalities there, so... (laughs) Guys were all so different on the show. Um, what was, how long did you guys actually film for? Um, seven weeks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Before, when you got to the house, like what, well, first of all, what was your living situation like when you got there? Yeah. So (laughs) it was interesting. So it was a set. Um, so it was a set and we stayed in like a living quarter and girls on one side guys on the other side and it was just it was interesting <laughs> I mean it was a lot of you know feminine energy and stuff and again I think because like I had been on you know this like journey already I was just I'm such an I'm such an observer anyways but it's like I was like really taking it all in and like observing all the women's behaviors and I think because my self-awareness was like improving at the time I was like able to like pick up on certain people's behaviors and like why they were doing things and like oh like her inner child's hurting (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it was a really interesting thing but of course we all you know there was um you know a handful of us like really bonded and it's also interesting because like you're putting a group of women together and there's obviously an element going to be some element of competition because like we don't even, we don't know, but like, maybe we're going to like the same guy or totally. whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like the, you know, just Amber and Elsie Barnett situation, like totally. And we had, um, so Elsie, this other girl, Lexi and I all actually were liking Kenny, but Kenny and I's relationship was so much stronger. Yeah. So they didn't, they couldn't make a thing of it. it wasn't like a drama situation it was just like we were all just having like good conversations (laughs) yeah I was wondering like what the because I felt like what like when you guys got there they didn't show a lot of you guys like living together and like what it was like with the girls like when you watch The Bachelor there's so much of like the girls together and like these girls talking shit there's like so much but there really wasn't a lot of that showing there wasn't and um but but it's because I think that there wasn't really any drama um I mean there I think two girls that were kind of pining after one of the guys like they more so like teamed up on him versus them battling it out for him like it was they were like girl power like let's like you know it was kind of like that so there was never I really don't remember there ever being drama between the girls and if they're like it was all the girls were trying to like communicate with each other. So like even like Jessica, like going to Barnett and being like, oh, he just told me this, like, you know, and it wasn't like she was doing it to try and get a reaction from Amber. She was just 
saying like he's being fucking shady like <laughs> he just told me this and he's gonna probably tell you the same thing you know so yeah, and that's how it seemed like watching it it seemed like the girls were like telling each other what was going on and then they would go into the pod and like call him out on his shit right yeah which is cool I actually felt like with those two it got more tense after they saw him because the, wow. now they physically see this yeah. big beefy guy and Jessica was like well I want I want that I know (laughs) so the girls and guys obviously were living separate so there was no way that you guys could see each other no Mm -mm. no completely on opposite sides and I mean like I think our like our like bathroom situation and everything like it was like outside of the set so like got like it's not like we could ever cross paths like set up perfectly so you could never cross paths yeah that's so cool so when you, when you guys are going into the phase where like, you're going to have your first dates and if anybody hasn't watched the show, they literally go into these, it looks like a living room with a wall down the middle <laughs> and the girl is on one side and the guy is on the other side. It's like confession and they can like fucking talk through the wall, but they can't actually see each other. And they're literally having these like deep heart to hearts, like curling up on the sofa, like pouring their hearts out to each other like it's so romantic and like they can't fucking see each other yeah what was that what did that feel like when you first like who was your very first date so Kenny was actually my very first date really okay yeah Yeah. um we only I think we had maybe seven minutes was our first date like time so uh, yeah so like every every day I guess like the time increase so we had like seven minutes and then we may have had like 20 minutes and then like 30 minutes with that person um and you kind of like for the time to increase you obviously were kind of like eliminating guys that you weren't matching so that you could spend time longer but you never we never knew who we were going to be on the date with like you just like walk into the room and you're like hello who is it? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. So it was, it was interesting. Cause I always, um, I have a nervous laughter. I mean, I think a lot of people do, but I totally have a nervous laughter. So every time I would walk into the room, I would giggle and they would be, <laughs> like, every guy would be like, Hey Kelly. I'm like, how do you know that? And they're like, you have a very distinct laugh. Like we know who it is. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. <laughs> so, so they yeah. would pick your date. So like day one, Kenny's your first date, seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that like, like for those first seven minutes when you met him? Um, honestly, I mean, obviously I think this is why we wound up choosing each other, but I felt like, like it was, although it was like nerve wracking, I felt like I'd known him for a while. Yeah. Like it was a very like cool, like calm conversation. Like, so like, I think because it was like our first date, it was just like, so this is cool. Like, all right. <laughs> so what do you do? Where are you from? <laughs> like, it was just like, because you didn't, I mean, seven minutes, like how deep can you get in seven minutes? Okay, so yeah. like, totally like surface level pretty much, but you know, but he had something I recognize about him. He also had like a really cute giggle, mm-hmm. like, like a chuckle. And like every time I was like, Oh my God, like, I just love, love that. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what you're saying. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just keep chuckling. It's so cute. It was. So it was funny. Funny. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was wild. <laughs> <laughs> After, so that first day when you have seven minute dates, like how many people did you have dates with that first day? 
So there were, uh, there were originally 15 guys and 15 girls. So we have 15 dates, 15, seven minute dates, first day. You saw everybody. Okay. So then the next day, the time increases. Yes. Do you get to choose or do they just put you in a room with people? They just put us in a room. So do we don't, have, do you ever get to choose? No, 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 we never got to choose. And it was interesting because some, some days we would have like two dates, meaning like we would have our like day speed dating rounds, whatever. And then like at nighttime, like at, after nine o'clock or whatever, we would do like bedtime, like dates or whatever. And so, I mean, some of them, we didn't get out of there till like one o'clock in the morning or something. I remember like towards the end, I think, yeah, I think we had like 45 minutes to an hour, like with the guy. And, um, but again, we didn't know who we were going to talk to, but we, it was crazy because as you obviously started becoming more attracted to someone, you were like, I just want to talk to that person, you know? So it's like, okay. You're like waiting, anticipating that it's that person. And then when you get in the room and it's not them, you're like, (laughs) okay, now I'm stuck in here. Not stuck, but I mean, if you really weren't vibing with the person that you were with, it's like, oh, now I have like an hour to talk to someone that I really don't really care to shoot the shit with. And you got to be in there the full 45 minutes or hour with them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting. So, So, you know. (laughs) They schedule, so they schedule your dates. And after that period of time of them scheduling dates, how did, how do you then get to choose? Like who, how does it work that you get to choose who you want to be with? Yeah. So we, we did like kind of like rank, I guess the guys after every day. And so that's how that they would kind of like do a process of elimination for us. But you know, our ranking may have been different from theirs. So someone who was like number one on mine, I may be number 10 on theirs. Like you don't know. So that's, that's kind of how like, sometimes I would go on a date with someone that was at like the bottom of my list. And I was like, but they're not like, they're at the bottom of my list. Like how am I like how am I talking to this person again (laughs) but you know it just worked out that way just the way I guess they had to like arrange the priority of things I have no idea but yeah well they probably I probably they probably were like well we want them to go through everyone but then also like if you really like if somebody was like number 15 for you and like if you were like number 13 for you like oh these two don't like each other let's put them in a room and see what right right each other yeah and that's probably what happened they were like let's give it a second chance or a third chance Yeah. We'll see if sparks start to fly. Who knows? <laughs> As I was watching it, something I thought about, were you guys allowed to say what you looked like to each other? So they didn't want us to. I know, I think a couple of people, mo- mostly everybody didn't ask that because we really wanted to do yeah. the experiment, you know? Um, but I think a couple of people did and they were like, that's, you're missing the point. Like, why are you asking? Like, right. this is about that. Um, I know like for Kenny and I, our, it was probably our last day before we got engaged or whatever. He was like, well, I think we, I think we know that we're going to like move forward, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, something might happen. And so um, he was like, could we, you know, maybe we reveal like one physical characteristic about each other. Okay. And I, I said to him and I, I was like, I go, do you, do you want to find out the sex of your baby before, you know, like before your baby's born? And he was like, mm, like, <laughs> this is the most random question. He's like, no, like, no, I don't think so. And I was like, I was like, okay, well then we're going to keep me a secret too. <laughs> and he was like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> so I like, I didn't tell him. I didn't tell him. 
that. Yeah. So it was completely a surprise. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. What was it like to have somebody ask you to marry them like through a wall? <gasps> it was crazy. It was crazy. All the thoughts went through my head. Like it was probably like one of the scare, like it was scary because I mean, nothing was how you imagined it to be. Like, first of all, your dude's not down on a knee in front of you. And he didn't ask your parents for your, their hand in marriage. Like yeah. so many things were not going the right way. <laughs> and so I was like, I think I was very emotional because of that. And then I was emotional because I'm like, am I fucking getting engaged on a television show? <laughs> like what? Wait a second. Like, I remember like telling my mom before I left, I was like, mom, I'll probably see you in like 10 days. Like, there's no way I'm going to make it. Like, there's no way I'm going to connect with someone. I'm so picky. I remember telling her that. And she was like, just see, just keep an open mind. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Which was also very sh- funny to me. So when I told my parents about the show, I told them everything except for the fact that there was a wedding at the end. Okay. <laughs> and until like you just left out that little detail. Left out that little part, except for like literally the day before I left to like go f- do the filming, and because I, I was scared that my mom was gonna be like, "Over my dead body, you're gonna get married <laughs> on TV," you know. So I was like, "Okay," but then it was all the thoughts. I'm like, Kelly, just obviously you tell your parents everything, just say it. So I did, and I was expecting this reaction, and she was just like, "Hey, you never know." I was like. Wow. Like bump your head? What's happening? Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, it was so funny because I'm, I'm like, do you want grandkids that bad? <laughs> you don't care how I get married. <laughs> Let's go, girl. Let's go. If it means a TV wedding to someone you haven't seen before, <laughs> do, it. <laughs> do it. I know. It was so funny. But but I was, um, I felt really supported, though, in that moment. Awesome. Because, okay. This is good. All right. So, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. How long after he proposed do you then get to see him in real life? Um, it was the next day. They made you guys wait a whole day? Yes. Yes. And and when we did the reveal, we only could see them. We only saw them for 20 minutes. That's it? Yeah. We only saw them for 20 minutes and then we didn't see each other again until we like were going to Mexico. And how long between the 20 minutes seeing them and me- was Mexico? Well, um, two, two and a half days, I think. What? Yeah. And, and we couldn't talk. We didn't have our cell phones. <gasps> that is such a cock tease. <laughs> I know. <laughs> wow. So how did you feel? Like, okay, wait. Okay. So you get engaged. You're feeling all the feels. You got to wait a whole fucking day until you see him. What was that like? That was, um, it was nerve wracking because you're like, now your mind starts going into, okay, when they do this reveal, what if you're not attracted? You're like, what if you're not physically attracted and you like, you show it on your face? Like they're going to be filming your face now, you know? So um, yeah, I think all the like anxieties around that started popping up although like yeah we've made this like emotional and mental connection with this person the physical stuff started happening like those you know little like anxieties I mean I was just like what if I what if I'm not physically attracted like what am what am I really gonna feel what am I gonna do like you know I'm I am a very open-minded person and I obviously thought to myself I'm like Kelly but 
you 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 like this guy for his personality. Like I'm sure that even if you weren't totally attracted to him physically, that you would become attracted to him because of his personality. <laughs> you know? so, so that's you know. So then what was it like for you when the door opened and like you guys see each other across the hall? Like what was that? How did you feel? Yeah. So um, funny story with that. Our reveal took forever. Um, Like they got us like lined up like behind our like doors or whatever. And I was shaking. Like my knees were shaking together because I was like, oh, like what? Like what am I about to see or do? (laughs) I was so nervous. Um, And I was standing there and they were like next time, like the next time like the doors are going to open for you. And I'm like, okay. So all of a sudden the door behind me opens and like, I'm literally like shaking and like Vanessa Lachey like walks in the door and she was like, I'm so sorry. She's like, they're having camera like technical difficulties. <laughs> I was oh, like, my pants. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm going to shoot my pants. Like, holy, sh- okay. I was like, that's fine. It gives me time to settle down. Anyways, so they like get everything like back working and get up there to do it again and they go on lunch break and they have to they have to be routine with it they have they can't like delay they had to go on break so now there's like another hour because we all go on an hour lunch break (laughs) then they get us back in there and then so it was like literally third time's a charm wow the door is open so my um anxiety had calmed down a little bit so I wasn't as like shaken up I guess at that point so it was okay. It was a little bit better, but, um, I mean, yeah, when the doors opened, like, I, it was just, I didn't, I don't know, like, like at first on, I mean, to be honest, I wasn't 100% like physically attracted. I wasn't like, holy shit, I hit the jackpot, yeah. you know, granted, of course, like I said, I loved his personality so much. He fucking, he saw you and he fucking thought I, I won the jackpot. We watched his face <laughs> and we watched you and I was like, Kelly's okay with it. And then with yeah, Kenny, I, was. I was like, I was like, Kelly's okay with it. Kenny's like, yo guys, I hit the fucking jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was funny because um like obviously I'm like walking to him and everything and I'm like, you're like in a matter of seconds you're like scanning this person like up and down like what you know. <laughs> But, you know, we got to each other and so cute and everything. And he actually did get down on a knee and like gave me a ring like that. It was like so sweet. Um, And he kissed me. And when he kissed me, I was like, oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It was really good kisser. And yeah, and then he like danced with me. um, And that was, it was cool, but also extremely awkward because we were the only two people. And then it was just cameras. Yeah, I was like, we're literally being watched. So I felt like we were trying to like keep our faces like away from the camera, uh-huh. <laughs> like as much as we could, or as much as we thought we were. So it was like so funny, but yeah. And then, like I said, we were there for like twenty minutes, and then, and then not to see each other for like two and a half days. So. And after that twenty minutes, and like you go, you don't see him, you don't talk to him. Like, what's going through your brain? What's what are you processing? Um the holy shit what is happening <laughs> what did I just what did I just do but like what am, what am, what am I doing <laughs> not in a bad way but just like this is out this is real outside your comfort zone Kelly like 
you just got engaged. Like now you're about to go on a trip with a man you literally just met in real life <laughs> to a foreign country. Like it was just like crazy, just all the thoughts. But then it's funny because like we went to, at that point we went to like a hotel. I slept for like 24 hours. I ate dinner and I just like passed out. And like, I think I woke up the next morning at like 1030, was up for like a minute. And I like literally passed out for like another few hours. It was, I was just so exhausted. I mean, there were a couple of days like during the dating like pod life that we only had like three hours of sleep, like consecutively. And I didn't nap. So it was just, you know, exhausting, physically exhausting, emotionally, um, all of that. Cause you know, when you're watching the show and they just do the like individual interviews, you know, they have like just me like on the screen, yeah, um, yeah. in the, in the terrible lighting, um, <laughs> <laughs> like those moments, that was what was probably more emotionally exhausting because you're having conversations with the producer and they're trying to figure out your story. And, you know, so I was crying half the time doing that. Like, totally. Yeah. They're trying to pull information out of you. They're trying to create a storyline and like you just kind of have to show up and be there for it. Yeah. 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 It was good. I mean, I loved, I, I enjoyed it, you know? And again, I think because of all the like spiritual work that I had been doing, like I was okay with the, being vulnerable with that. Yeah, for so sure. Was what was it after um, when you had the period of time before you went to Mexico, were you girls together or were you guys separate in hotel rooms? We were separate. Okay. I was wondering like what the vibe was like, like how the other girls, like, was everybody kind of freaking the fuck out a little bit? Like what's going I think, on? Yeah. I mean, I think so. Like we just, I mean, we didn't have, again, we didn't have our phones. So yeah. I don't, it was me and the walls <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't, oh my God. So then you guys all go to Mexico. Mm -hmm. Did you guys all fly together? No. Mm -mm. Okay. So yeah. you and Kenny flew to, like everybody flew like in couples. Yeah, yeah. We all flew in couples just separate times. So okay. yeah, because you know when they did, um, like when they, uh, I guess, yeah, it was like the announcement. Like they had all the couples like come down like on the beach scene or whatever, yeah. like, whatever the beach party was. Um, that was like for real. Like we had not seen them since like okay. we left the pods and stuff. So we like that was the first time that all the girls saw the guys and all the guys saw all the girls that right you know. I forgot about that yeah yeah so that was I, interesting I remember that moment when Jessica saw um what's his name yeah, yeah. yeah. and I remember her being like <laughs> right <laughs> no. so, so you guys you and Kenny then go to Mexico and you're like living together in this space for the first time what is that like that was it took me a second to kind of wrap my head around what was like happening and I think again because I wasn't like 100% like feeling the physical attraction to him that I was like feeling it out and then he I don't know he cut some like sex sexual innuendo joke of some sort and I was like okay like not to say like obviously him and I were the only couple that didn't have sex on the show but like yeah maybe I thought that he was like like more like straight laced or something and then when he like broke that out I was like all right he's like 
he's got jokes. Like he's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of lighten the mood. Yeah. Totally. Well, it's also interesting because, like, when you're dating somebody and getting to know them, like, you're getting to know them in person. So, like, the way they talk, the way they move, and, like, you, you, for me at least, I fall in love with, like, those weird things about them, those quirks, those, their way of being. So then all of a sudden you don't, you know the voice, you know the thoughts, but now you're, like, seeing the facial expressions and you're, like, I'm marrying you, but I haven't fallen in love with it. It's like a, it just feels weird. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what it was like. Like I was then recognizing like every facial expression, how he did every, like his mannerisms with like everything. And yeah. (laughs) So it was like, okay. And again, I'm a very observant person. So that's exactly what I was doing. I was just really trying to figure out what's, connecting what wasn't connecting for me and physically emotionally mentally still if, if things were escalating more in the emotional way than physically and vice versa a little bit so yeah it was like really interesting um but Kenny so Kenny can sing really well like mm-hmm. really well I thought that they would have like shown him singing on the show but they yeah. didn't okay. like um, but anyways, I think that that was like another part that I was obviously like, I was being serenaded half the time. Like he would sing to me and his voice is so good. I was like, of course, like, it's like, <laughs> it's like Ed Sheeran. <laughs> like, Why did you show that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That would have been so cute in your storyline that he was singing to you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was so sweet. And it was funny because like one of our dates, they didn't show it, unfortunately. Um, I think the lighting was bad because it, it was like nighttime when we like went out and the lighting just didn't work out for them. But um, he's he sang a song to me. And then when he finished up, I was like, oh, I was like, holy shit, dude, that was so good. I was like, who sings that? And he was like, I just made it up. And I was like, you just made this up? Oh my God. Like, like improv a song. <laughs> oh. It was so good. And it was funny because like the camera guy was like, I think I kept the recorder. Like, I think I have this on audio. Like, I can't, like, I can't see because it's pitch blackout. But like, it's, yeah, I think I got it. But I don't know if that ever like got into Kenny's hands or not. But I was like, holy shit, dude, you can make a record album out of this. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. So when you guys were there, you, like you said, you're the only couple that didn't have sex Right. for you. I know like you're very intentional, like mm-hmm. in how you do things. And I know, I knew that that was very intentional. What was your thought process behind that? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was not because I was not physically attracted to him. I, to disclose, I kissed him all the time. I yeah. always wanted to make out with him. Um, cause like I said, like the, emotional connection was so much stronger than I think what I was feeling physically and it made him more physically attractive for me so yeah yeah, like I always wanted to kiss him but yes so um again I had started my personal development journey you know spiritual awakening and all that um earlier that year and I told myself I was like Kelly you are not going to get physical with another man until you've like been dating him for like three months, you know, like until you really know that you are, can communicate really well with this person, like you thought y'all are communicating that you actually are like starting to love this person, like fully and completely, because obviously that's not what I had done in the past. And I was like, okay, the only way to change your future is if you behave in a different way, like, you know, so 
if you want to create a different outcome, you have to create a change in your behaviors. So yeah, I mean, and not to say like, I was slutting it up or anything out there, but you know, I think all past relationships, dating, I was just maybe a little bit too quick to have sex or at least just a, you know, a romantic encounter with someone, whether it was making out or whatever the case may be, it was too soon for, for me. And I think it was more of just, I mean, obviously like through all the coaching that I've done now, it's like, Oh, because I was like people pleasing. I wanted them to love me. I wanted them to accept me. I wanted to like please them so that they would like me, you know, that's the subconscious like root behind it. So yeah, that's like what I was saying in like that bedroom talk about having sex and like the reason why is because I was like, I really wanted to have an emotional connection and not that I wasn't. Cause obviously we just spent all that time creating an emotional connection, but I needed it longer. Like it had only been like three weeks, two and a half, three weeks. I was like, it's still not, it's not right. It doesn't feel right for me yet. So I would prefer us not to do that. Like I'm fine just kissing you and you know, (laughs) totally like I want to like, I want to get, I wanted to get to know him on a different romantic level, like buy flowers, take each other on like dates, like that kind of thing first, you know? And yeah. So yeah. Just like you're in, you were in such an environment that like was so emotionally heightened just by this situation. Right. Right. So throw in like sex and oxytocin and like, It's, it would, I, I felt like watching it. I'm like, I understand. Cause like, she knows like she could get all fucked up. If yeah. She's having sex with him. Totally. Totally. And you know, to, you know, comment on that too. It's like, I was probably, I was probably the most sober girl on that show. Like, yeah. you know, ever, not to say everyone else was like hammered the whole time or anything like that, but I was very conscientious of like having like a drink and like not yeah. drink or not drinking at all like especially like especially during the pod dates like because I really I really wanted although I said yeah I probably won't match with someone or whatever I still was like well let me like put my effort into this like let me actually show up and give this my all and I didn't want like to not remember a conversation or like be slurring or say something out of character you know so I was just like no I don't want to do that Granted, like, as the time went on, yeah, maybe I had, like, a couple more beverages or whatever when it was, like, right. just Jenny and I or whatever. But, yeah, I just, I didn't want that to screw anything up. And, like you said, it's, I didn't want sex to be put in there too soon and that emotion get, like, all misconstrued. <laughs> and then yeah. I was like, oh, well. <laughs> I used to think about, you know, when you start dating someone new and you start having sex and you're in the like the first few weeks of the honeymoon and the girl that lives inside of your brain is like maybe you're gonna marry him maybe the one so like you're literally in an environment where that's already there and then you're you're having sex and you're drinking and you're like he is the one like if I was in that environment and drinking and having sex I probably would have gotten married (laughs) yeah it's so true and you know obviously like our our families really did like connect like that was not a show like they totally like connected as well and so I mean I remember like the producers being like you know what what you know what what are you what are you thinking right now and I'm like something about my head and my heart they're not connecting like that's what I kept telling them I was like something is just not right I don't know if I'm going to marry him and they were like well, like, why wouldn't you? And I'm like, I know. That's what I keep asking myself too. I'm like, our parents get along. I love his, I love his mom and dad. Like, 
I love all all things about him. He's he's intelligent. He's emotionally intelligent. He's yeah. literally checks all the boxes. But something is not connecting, and I don't know what it is. And honestly, I find I don't think that they like showed this on there. But I finally was like, I'm not in love with him yet. Mm-hmm. And they like, and then they like backed off the questioning. And they were like, that's all we needed to hear. I'm like. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how else to say it. Like that's obviously it because otherwise everything would be connected and this would be a perfect fit. <laughs> totally. When you, when it came down to like getting married, um, did you like, because you're engaged, right? Like, and on the show, it's like, are they going to get married or not? Were, did you have to wait until then to tell them like, to say, yes, we're doing this or no, we're not doing this walking down the aisle. Um, uh, well, I think, I think I had communicated at least, you know, what my, you know, like I just said, like, I'm just like not in love with them or whatever, but yeah, I mean, we kind of did have to show up at the altar. Yeah. That's what it seemed like. It seemed like no matter what your decision was going to be, you had to show up and give the answer at the altar. Yes. Yeah. 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 And when did you like, when did you realize before the wedding that you were like, I can't, I can't do it. Um, it was probably a couple of weeks like in, um, or not in, but yeah, well, I guess in, but before the wedding, uh, I mean, after we had like met his parents, um, again, I, I, I think everything was just happening so fast that again, my head and my heart were not connecting. Like they weren't catching up to one another. Like it's like, my head was like, this is good. He is great. Everything is good. Right. But then my heart was like, no, something's not right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was like something was just like, I just like, don't know. Like I just kept feeling, I don't know. I don't know. And that's why I, I kept getting like interrogated. I said like, well, why don't you know? What do you mean? People yeah. go to Vegas and get married in like 24 hours. I'm like, well, they crazy and drunk. I don't know. <laughs> like, like, well, that's not me. <laughs> I need time. And it's, it's so funny too. Cause I kept telling them, I'm like, like, I'm not this person that's like pinning, you know, on Pinterest, pinning like my perfect wedding and like all the things, but I still envision how I would like it to be, you know? And like my, we obviously had to go like pick out wedding dresses and stuff. And my sister was there. Um, my mom had had surgery mm-hmm. and prior to, and so she couldn't one stand for a long time. So she would have had to sit and like where we were going. It just like, wasn't very accommodating <laughs> for like a wheelchair and that kind of thing. So like, my mom couldn't be there to watch me try on a wedding dress. Like, that was devastating. So I was like, doesn't feel right. It's not right. No. So, wasn't right. So the way the show portrays it is that, like, Kenny is, like, shocked that, like, you didn't marry him. Mm-hmm. But I felt like watching it, like, I felt like the way they showed it, you were never sure. You were, like, you never seemed sure. Was he really shocked, do you think? No. 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 It wasn't. Okay. I didn't think, I was like, this guy can't, he's a really intelligent man. There's no way that he's shocked about this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's very self-aware and yeah, yeah, he wasn't shocked. So no, they just, yeah. Production, you know, (laughs) totally. totally. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking when I saw it, I was like, this is so interesting. Um, it was interesting though, because we were having like, de- we were like talking about like, who's going to get married and who's not going to get married. And Natalie and I were like, I was like, 
Kelly is not marrying that guy. She is not doing it. She she loves loves him like a friend. She doesn't want to marry him. Yeah. And then we were talking about G and Damien and Natalie was like, they're gonna get married. I was like, she's gonna leave his ass at the altar. I know it. <laughs> I I like called it out for everyone. I was like, oh, Lauren and um, what's his name? Cameron. I was like, they're they're all in. Like as soon as they met each other, I was like, these people, and now watching them on social media is so funny. I'm like, they are literally the cutest fucking thing. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> they are. And they're so, so they're such nice couple. Like, just, I mean, Gianna and Damien are too. I mean, um, I'm probably closest with Giannina and Damien. Like, they're like, yeah, they're awesome people. Like, yeah, they seem like it. They just seem like good. And yeah. I also like that she, that G is like, she's a fucking firecracker yeah which is which but like he seems she seems like a really smart hardworking firecracker and he's just like kind of like loving and adoring and like he's she's fire he's like a little softer it seems yes absolutely and it was interesting so when we were uh dating in the pods so Damien was actually like one of my top three choices Mm -hmm. like the whole time like him and I just like totally vibed and we got like down to like I guess probably like yeah probably like the top three it was like him this other guy Wesley and Ken and Damien and I had our date and again I was like totally vibing with him to the point that like yes my chemistry with Kenny was like so much stronger than everybody else's but there was something different with Damien that I just really vibed with and like we were both very vulnerable with each other and that kind of thing. I think we both cried like in front of each other. <laughs> um, but so in that last, our last date that we had together, we literally had this conversation about like basically like he was trying to decide between me and G and Ina, like also. Okay. And he was like, he goes, you know, like I feel really strongly about you I feel like I've known you for like my whole life like I just I feel like you're so easy to talk to like our communication is just so developed and awesome he goes but but then there's another girl that I just have this like different kind of like chemistry with and like I I feel like like I need to explore that further and I was like and I go I was like you know what it's totally okay and I knew who he was talking about because G was always like saw butterflies when she came out of the room like after talking to Damien like she was like so in love with him um so I like knew and I go I was like it's okay I said because I feel like I'm kind of having the same situation with another guy too I was like it's it's totally okay you know I was like I was like I think maybe we're just supposed to be friends you know and he's like I think so (laughs) sweet yeah yeah so and then you become friends with both of them yeah yeah we hung out for fourth of July this year together so fun yeah like she's very um she's very like spiritual um oh she is okay very very spiritual yeah so I think that's like in the way you are like you guys have a similar spirituality yeah yeah like my and my sister is like real real spiritual (laughs) and so I would say like Giannina is kind of like close like kind of like in between the two of us I mean she works with like an energy but Giannina works with the same energy healer my sister had worked with Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's it was interesting, like, seeing how Giannina's, like, character was portrayed as, 
being so fiery and like her Latino fear like popping up and everything because she was like yes she does have that fiery side but like I didn't see it as much like I saw more like I kept calling her a fairy like I was like you're our little like fairy godmother like you're just so like peaceful and whimsical (laughs) okay that makes sense so she's like peaceful and spiritual but she's she's got fire yeah Yeah, but she knows her worth and she's very like empowered and embodies that feminine for sure I feel like you have a you're you have a similar personality to that I would think you're you're very feminine and soft and inviting and spiritual but I feel like if somebody fucked with you like you'd be (laughs) fiery (laughs) yeah I feel like you would yeah you know I think um I have embodied the two nice label for a long time and unless you're my family or unless you've done like something like real wrong to me I have definitely like bypassed the emotions a lot yeah so I would say now though because of like the work that I've done I'm like no like now I'll stand up for myself (laughs) yeah in the past I yeah if someone like kind of wronged me I would just maybe have went Either I would like totally just bypass it and just be like, it's not worth my breath. Or I would like have the, com- like have a conversation with them versus like being like, you're a fucking asshole. Like, I'd right, be like, exactly. hey, can we talk about last night? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Kelly, stop being so nice. <laughs> totally. Isn't it funny as like you become more self-aware and you become more spiritual. Like there are moments where it's appropriate to be like, hey, you're being an asshole. And as yeah. a result of your actions, I am feeling X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Like, because people often think of spiritual girls, they think of us as people they can just fucking walk all over. Right. Yeah. No, that's definitely what I'm learning is that that's not the case. And you do, you just feel so much more confident in how you speak, how you deliver yourself, how you stand up for yourself. I mean, it's just so much more confidence. Totally. How did you, um, how did you leave things with Kenny? Like, how did your, everything close up with you guys? Yeah. So, okay. Um, we had, this is where I was saying like, he wasn't shocked, um, because him and I had communicated prior to the wedding. Um, you know, if this doesn't work out, if one of us says I don't, then, you know, I think that we have such like a solid foundation and we communicate pretty well that, we're gonna keep dating and see where it does take us you know maybe maybe my head and my heart will connect (laughs) so um it was literally like the last so after the wedding we had like a one more day of filming like just for like private interview kind of thing and um we his interview was right after mine so we had like 15 20 minutes like in between then so we were like sitting in the car talking and I think Thanksgiving was literally like a week and a half away or something. And we had, we kind of talked about like our families, like getting together for Thanksgiving, like, you know, and anyway, so he was like, I think that, I think that we need to like kind of take a step back and not do Thanksgiving. Like, I think I just need to like get back to my routine, get back to work, like get back to life, like normal life. And he said it so casually that, and I was like, I didn't know what had just happened. It was like, wait, what? Like, I, okay, like, I understand, but there was no, like, end, like, a conclusion to his, it was just like, you know, like, he got out of my car, and he didn't kiss me goodbye. He gave me, like, a, not a side hug, but, like, a, like, he turned his cheek, 
and didn't yeah. give me a kiss. And I was like, that's weird. So he got out of the car and I was like, well, and he goes, he was like, I mean, we'll talk. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I felt so, it was so weird. Yeah. Like, okay. So yeah. And then I really didn't, I don't know, definitely chronological events here, but I don't think I spoke to him or even through like a text message for like weeks. Really? It was like broken hearted. I was going to say, were you devastated? Yeah, I was. I I felt total rejection. Like I thought we communicated that we were going to date. Like what, what, what happened to the plan? You know, like what? And you know, so I was, I was, I mean, even my girlfriends, like when the show came out, they were like, Kelly, like I remember that weekend after like everything, like how you were not you, like you were just beside yourself. You know, you were, I think you were trying to be alive and you know, Kelly, but you weren't. Um, but yeah, and I actually, I had a couple of weeks went by and I wrote him a, like a handwritten letter, mailed it to him. Not like I'm in love with you, come back to me. It was just like, I was, I was starting, like I was loving the man that I was getting to know and I would really like to try us. Yeah. And like, he never wrote me back. He never called. He never texted like anything. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah. it was so weird. And I'm like, like, you, it's like, well, I thought I knew this man, you know? Totally. And, you know, after a while, so I started working probably like four weeks after the show, I started working with Aaron Porter, Aaron Nicole Porter. She's a business and mindset coach. Mm-hmm. And like, she was like my therapist. I mean, she, that's why I evolved my business was because of my journey with her. Um, But she definitely like, I think it was probably only took a couple of weeks of me diving deep with her and understanding things for me to recognize. Like, I remember having a a conversation with my mom and she was like, have you heard from Kenny? Like, have you, you know, she was heartbroken for me because I would like cry all the time. And I was like, mom, I'm okay. I think I'm not in love with him. I, I, I wasn't in love with him. I think I, I think I got so hurt because I got rejected. Yeah. It was the rejection that hurt. It wasn't the, and, and, and the feeling of, I, I didn't have control on the situation. Like I can't make the guy like me. I can't make him show up for me. Mm-mm. I was like, I, I'm not in love with him. Like I'm, I'm okay. We'll be okay. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's good. And I carried on a little bit longer. I think um, I had some of his things, like a shirt of his, like whatever, some random things. And I texted him, this was a couple months later, just like, hey, I just wanted to like reach out, let you know, like I obviously I still have your things. If you would like to like, if you want me to mail them to you or if you want me to like meet you somewhere. Like, um, yeah. And then I also just said, you know, I'm sorry I said, I'm, a, I'm sorry for sending you that letter. I, I said, you know, I don't, now I don't think it was necessary, but that's how I was feeling at the time. And, right. you know, it's water, but it's water under the bridge now. And I just like left it at that. And he was, and he responded right away. And basically he was like, I was giving you time to kind of, I guess, move through it. And that's why he, he, he was like, he basically was like, if I reached out, I felt like it would have like made things worse. So I just like decided not to. And I'm like, it's just so interesting. I mean, especially, like I said, like now that I'm deeper into this like mindset and coaching space, it's like understanding that people just work differently, you know, and like how you would handle something is not necessarily how everybody's going to handle it. Like, 
And so, you know, the four agreements, the book, the four agreements has came into like great play, like not creating expectations and making assumptions and everything. And I'm like, wow, that book is like my Bible, but you know, it, it was interesting. Cause like he can't, he actually was like, yeah, I'll come by like later on, you know, whatever you can get the stuff. And past me would have reiterated, like brought the conversation back up and to like get that closure. And I didn't, I just like welcomed him into my foyer. We had small talk. How's your family? How's your family? Blah, blah, blah. And then he like went on his way Mm. and that was it. And I will say this though, because I didn't do that. And because I really didn't have closure with Kenny, that's why I was so emotional on the reunion. Okay. Like I couldn't not cry. Like I got to the set and saw him, gave him a hug. I walked into the room and Jessica was in there and I just started crying. And I was like, he was like, it's okay. Like, okay I was like that's the first time I've seen him in like a year I'm like whoo and like watching I watched almost I think almost every episode by myself and I'm so glad that I did because I literally just needed to like get it out because I didn't I just I pretty much bypassed all the emotions because I didn't get that closure and I didn't know how to get the closure without having a conversation with him either and I think you know, I'm not expert in that, but I think that there's a way to do that. <laughs> you know, well, some people well, you that. <laughs> interesting too. Like, I think I actually talk to my girlfriends a lot about this, that like, I don't know, like when relationships end for whatever reason they end, like we always want closure, but yeah. like, even when we know why somebody did why they did, even if we understood all the childhood traumas and all the things that led them to responding to rejection in the way that they did, like, I'm still rejected. Like, I'm not going to feel better. <laughs> no, it's so true. It, it is definitely true. Um, yeah. And so like on the reunion, um, cause you asked like how we left it and I will regroup because it, my that story makes Kenny look like a terrible person but when after the reunion I shared this story for the first time with like I don't know I think it was like entertainment tonight or something I don't know one of the publications and it was the first time and it was Kenny and I in an interview and they asked the question like how did you guys leave it and Kenny spoke first and he was just like you know I just like we just got back to routine like how to start my job like blah 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 <laughs> I I looked at me and then she turned to me and she was like like, what is your story, you know? And I turned to him and I was like, I'm sorry. And I just started crying because that's what I do. And yeah. I told her exactly what I told you just now. And she was like, whoa. And I think he was like, like shit. Yeah. <laughs> she actually told the truth. But when we, when we got out of there, um, you know, got out of our little interview, he was like, I'm really sorry. And I was like, no, I appreciate that. And I, I said, and in the interview too, I did bring notice to the fact I said, you know, in hindsight now through all the work that I've done for myself, and obviously this was a year or so ago, I'm like, I recognize that Kenny was so self-aware. Kenny knew what Kenny needed to do to get Kenny back his mind right. Like, and not just say, like it, yeah, maybe that sounds selfish that he was thinking about himself, but I think had we both just, like, had I honored that space and get and like honored his boundary, maybe he would have like came back to me, you know, had I not written him a four page letter, who knows? <laughs> like, you never know, but, or we would have just done what we did and continued. I would have realized again that 
I wasn't in love with him and that would have been that, you know, but instead of getting so hurt and so worked up, I just wasn't as self-aware of why I was actually feeling the feels until, like I said, I was working with Aaron and I was like, no, I'm not in love with him. I'm fucking rejected. And I don't like being rejected. I don't like losing control of the situation. <laughs> okay. so I, was I like, mean, why? listen, the fact that you only wrote him a four page letter is like pretty impressive because one night I would have too much tequila <laughs> and I would send text messages and then before I would go to bed, I would delete them. So I would not remember that they happened. Like yeah. I would have done, I probably would have done something like I would have called him or I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe, I mean, I know that I didn't do anything too out of care. Um, but I mean, I'm sure maybe I did like send him a text or something too, but nothing like blowing him up or anything like that. Cause I think, I think a part of me was trying to like respect him because I just, I mean, I just grew to respect this guy for six and a half, seven weeks, you know, I, and I think that was another thing. It's like, I went seven weeks talking to one person literally every day and then seeing them for five weeks, literally every day. And then it was like nothing, no talking, no seeing. I'm like, what? It was just so wild. It was so, so wild, but it was, you know, no, I, him and I are totally cool now and I mean, we would have been cool even before the reunion. Like I blessed and released it after I came to that realization. Like, okay, Cal, like it's cool. Like forgive, move on. It's totally fine. Like, and just understand like he did what was best for him and that was enough. So what do you think when you think back to that relationship, like in that experience, what was the biggest blessing and what was the biggest lesson for you? Um, the biggest blessing they'll probably go hand in hand <laughs> um yeah I mean vulnerability obviously is so key to every relationship um and communicating I like I think after after that experience I say it now to this day it's like when you think you're communicating communicate even more because mm-hmm. obviously I read the signals wrong with Kenny and I and we weren't going to date afterwards. Like, you know, there was something like, I think, like, I don't think he chose that within that 15 minutes. Like, I think that was like, he had already been thinking that like, okay. you know what I mean? Like maybe so bringing, taking kind of like taking a step back, bringing awareness to like, were there red flags? Like, was there something that I should have picked up on that yeah. I didn't because I, Okay, like you said, it's like when you're in that scenario, you kind of like create the story and that was the story. It's like, well, well, I mean, we're fine. We're going to date. Like that's the story that was in my head. Yeah. I was just like playing on that. And yeah, I mean, so I'm such a huge communicator. I, and because more because of that show, because it really allowed me to open up to be more transparent, be more vulnerable. Cause again, you're behind a wall first, the first week, like getting to know someone and honestly practicing your active listening because that's all you could do yeah. like you couldn't get caught up in what they look like and not really hear what they're saying <laughs> like you know either so yeah and I mean I mean obviously yeah the, the biggest blessing I would say outside of that is that it didn't happen because it wasn't meant to be now it's so true what do you think so every time I break up with somebody or I'm broken up with and I'm heartbroken I learn from that heartbreak, like a new quality or like, I realize a quality that's important for a life partner. I'm like, Ooh, 
that I need that. What was something from that breakup that you were like, this is something that's a non-negotiable. I need this with my part next partner. Yeah. Um, the emotional intelligence factor yeah. because Kenny was probably the most emotionally intelligent man that I had ever dated. Mm-hmm. Um, and surprisingly enough, I mean, I did, I dated a guy afterwards that was pretty emotionally intelligent also. And so, yeah. And I, it's obviously like, cause that's, where I'm at like I continue to improve my emotional intelligence all the time my awareness is like just getting deeper and deeper and more evolved every day so I'm like I need someone that understands that and can communicate on that level too so it's so important yeah it really is like not just intelligence but emotional intelligence intelligence, absolutely and like just the ability to like be vulnerable and talk about talk about it yeah vulnerability is like so key so 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 key and I say that like the guy like had dated or whatever yes he was emotionally intelligent but there were some parts I know that I was trying to like like get out of him like he wasn't as vulnerable as I wanted him to be Mm -hmm. we had conversations about that he's like I know you want me to like open up more I'm working on it I'm like well work harder (laughs) (laughs) that's something I've had to learn too like to that the baby steps to honor the baby steps in vulnerability with men, like each little thing that happens. I'm like, okay, that's a little bit better. That's, yeah. You're, you're on an upward trajectory, no matter how slow it is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, but yeah, I, I love that though. <laughs> oh my gosh. So after being on the show, what has changed in your life? Has anything changed? Like what has gone on with you since the show? Yeah. Um, let's see. So after the show aired or after we got on filming? <laughs> Both. Well, I guess first after it aired, but then also, or after it filmed, but then after it aired, what were, what were the changes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So like I said, I invested in like a business and mindset coach after the filming. Um, and that was more of like a drowning energy. It was kind of like, I need to get my life in back together and I need someone to help me do that Uh because again I just was like so emotional and I wasn't like I mean I I was health coaching at the time and I just was not in I wasn't in a place to like hold space for someone else like I couldn't even get my own shit together so it was like I said I was just like drowning in my own emotions at that time so working with her was amazing so that was like awesome because the show was like the catalyst to my deeper awakening so I'm like you know I'm so grateful for that um but yeah, after working with Aaron a few months, um, I started, like I said, with my business, I, everything that she was doing with me, I was like, I want to do this. I don't want a health coach anymore. I want to do whatever I need to do it for people. And so I started to transition my business, but, and this speaks to all of, you know, to you and all your entrepreneur girls listening out there too. It's like, there obviously has to be like there, there's a patience level that comes with it and really, really knowing that you're embodying what's happening and not just like obviously regurgitating right when you're learning. And I think that that may have been now in hindsight, looking back, although yes, I was fully integrating all the practices that Aaron was teaching me. I think I was with impatience doing it too soon. Like I was trying to transition too quickly And so I like confused my audience. And so it was like, I was drowning, didn't have 
coaching clients, like, and I wasn't working. I didn't have another job. So I like got into like a financial depression because I got myself into like a lot of debt, (laughs) whatever. Um, More or less, there were positive investments, I say, but yeah. So last June, I created an opportunity, got a nine to five job and I'm still there because again, I have the debt and I want to make sure that I am like financially sound and that situation doesn't happen ever again. (laughs) So, you know, I, it was a great learning lesson to, uh, to not have a money monkey on your back, basically. Like I needed to have something else happening. So, um, yeah, I mean, so that was so good. And again, I think I had a depression of some sort. So being around people again, not just working from home, like it was, such a great step in a positive direction for me in all ways. Like I was able to pay my bills. I was, my parents were like off my back. (laughs) (laughs) So much positivity that came from it. Um, And what was really neat too, I had been in corporate America, you know, 10 years prior, you know, for 10 years, left for only two in between. But those first like years out of, out of college and everything that I was in corporate America, like I was not confident in myself. Like I was, I was in a sales role and I was supposed to be cold calling, but I think I was like emailing half the time. Cause I was like hiding behind the phone and yeah. didn't like it. And it's what's interesting because of the fact of like all the inner work that I had done within those two years that I took time off when I started this new role over the last year, it was like, I had to make 75 plus calls a day. Yeah. I was hammering it out. I hit like the goal, like the goal that you're supposed to hit within the year. Like, I hit it. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like I fucking turned my life around. (laughs) Like I am confident. I like, I don't have the fear of rejection. Right. I don't have that fear anymore. Like it was so wild how just everything showed up for me in a different way and how I was able to like use it in different areas of my life, you know? So that was like super cool. Um, Fast forward to the show airing. Yeah. And so it was wild. (laughs) The energies, the emotion, all of it. Um, I mean, I, I was very glad that I have done a lot of work on myself so that I wasn't triggered as much, maybe as maybe some others might have been, but by rude comments and that kind of thing. But for like my business, I was, like I said, I was like, I had for like the last year been evolving into the more of like this like business and mindset space. But when the show aired, I was introduced as a health coach. So my 400,000 followers that decided to follow me all of a sudden were like reaching out about weight loss and like fitness and nutrition. And I was like, (sighs) so all those like behaviors of people pleasing and like, okay, well, what do like, okay, wait, like, should I just, go back to like the health coaching and just like honor that for a little bit longer. It was like so much confusion. That's a good word. I, there was so much like confusion and energies. And I mean, there were weeks I was so, so tired. And I mean, I was still working full time, like nothing changed there. Like I was just so tired. Like on Saturdays, I would sleep until like two o'clock. It was just very emotionally taxing and draining. And obviously like, like Kenny and Kelly are like, great they're great everybody loves Kenny and Kelly and then I say no at the altar and then everyone was like you're gonna fucking die alone like you're crazy bitch like totally it was horrible and I'm like oh my god like 
if I'm getting that, like you could imagine what Jessica's getting, you know, okay. like we talked about, we guess like we talked about Jessica all quarantine. I was like, whew, what that yeah. girl's getting is gotta be fucking terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really bad. And like her and I are friends. So like, it yeah. was like hard to, you know, I, I know like a friend of hers took over her Instagram. Good. So, she needed that because people, I'm sure the shit that people were sending that girl. Awful. Yeah. So yeah. So I like couldn't even imagine, but like I said, like if something did trigger me, I think there were like two times when I sent someone like an actual reply that was not nasty. It was just like, I'm sorry, you watch me on TV. Do you really know me? Like, right. <laughs> and it was like, I sent them, I sent them like a video message back. Like, yeah, good for you. <laughs> exactly. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, you know, like I said, if it was like a comment that I saw and it did trigger me, I was like, Kelly, remember who you are and who you want to become. So I would like, I would either just not respond, obviously, or I would respond and I would be like, like, please only share your love on this page. Like that was it. Totally. Yeah. There's only kindness here. Like that's it. And yeah. I was pieces. But then I got to the point, like, I just totally wasn't, I mean, I wasn't even looking at comments. Like I was like, I don't, because it, I'm going to get triggered by something and no one needs that energy. Like, uh-uh. didn't. you know, I turn all like social media notifications off on my phone. Cause obviously I didn't need that distraction at work either. And all yeah. that I mean, it was just a lot. And I think honestly, as far as me really stepping into my power was probably over just like the last like three months. Like I was like, Kelly, you know what you're passionate about. You know what you want to talk about. The people who are Kelly fans are going to be Kelly fans. Absolutely. And you're going to, the more you show up as yourself and the more you stop people pleasing, you're going to attract the right people. So Who cares? And I've lost like 40,000 followers. I don't care. Like I obviously like, I know that number, but I don't care. Like I'm like every, like every time it like goes down like another amount, I'm like, good. I'm getting like more honed in on my people. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's been fine, but yeah, it was very emotionally draining for the first, like, I mean, from February until probably June. <laughs> it was well, a lot. The thing, that, the thing that people don't think about like, and you, you know, this, cause you speak this languaging is when we put our energy out, when we put our energy out on Instagram, when we put our energy out on TV, when we speak on a podcast, there is an energetic piece of us that goes out into the world. Mm-hmm. And like, and then the way that people engage with that energy, we feel it. Right. Yeah. And so it's really, even when I launched my podcast, mm-hmm. I was like, why am I so fucking tired? And I was like, Oh, because your energy is being spread out and you need to call it back in. Wow. Yeah, totally. My energy was all out there. <laughs> I didn't know at the time how to reel it in. I was like, oh my God. Ritual? Like, do you have energetic, like unhooking and rituals to call your energy back in? I do. Uh, no, I guess I don't. I mean, the only thing that I will do, I guess, is probably like just go outside and just like lay, like with my like yoga mat and like, the grass somewhere. Like can just ground, like ground just back in. Yeah. I have this ritual, this unhooking ritual that I do. I like to do it in the bathtub, preferably, but I'm a bath. I'm like a water person, yeah. but I like to think about every single person I've encountered. My healer has me doing it with social media too, because she could see cords of people like grabbing mm-hmm. at me from social media, and I consciously and lovingly call back all my energy, and I also unhook all of people's energy that have hooked into me. 
So I said, every person I encounter today, everybody that encountered me on social media, every conversation I had, I lovingly unhook and I call my energy back and I sage, I Palo Santo, I imagine my energy coming back to me and it's made such a big difference. That's really cool. So I feel like for you, like your energy is all over the world. It's like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it it definitely is. It definitely is. And I can tell obviously like when I'm, What's really interesting, so in, like I said, that energy, like, combustion was, like, for the first, like, three months afterwards. I hosted a master class in June when I finally, like, felt good enough to, right? Yeah. I this master class, and weeks prior to, like I said, it was, like, every weekend, I was just toast. I could not do anything, and it's, like, I had so much, so many things that I wanted to do, like launch little courses, like all these like ideas that we're going to, or, or hop on and do like IGTVs, like all the thoughts. Cause I'm like, oh my God, like I have this totally new audience now. I need to like show myself and, and everything. But I was so exhausted. I like couldn't, I could only do so much. Um, but I scheduled this masterclass and I had like a handful of girls on the Zoom call. It was so great. I shared my story. And I swear to God, ever since I did that masterclass, it was like a four-day masterclass, I have not been tired. Not to that extent. Because I was showing up for myself. Yeah. Like, the energy just came. Like, and then I was just like, I don't I was probably so tired, like, doing the call. But it was like, as I was sharing my story, I was like, I'm healing because I'm releasing. And then I'm giving other people, like, permission to heal too. And I was just, like, alive and awake, like... It was, it was wild. And then like that next week I was totally fine. And I have not been in that crazy exhaustion since then. Do you feel like it's because after that masterclass or during that masterclass, you just like fucking stepped into your power. This is who I am. This is how I'm showing up. And that's, this is what it is. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause it was, like I said, it was like three months ago that I just like shifted and I was like, Kelly, stop, stop trying to fucking people please (laughs) that's an old behavior like stop it (laughs) totally what do you feel like now in this version of who you are right now as a coach like what's your superpower as a coach I would say my my vulnerability Mm -hmm. is my superpower I feel that I I mean I've had like family and friends be like, oh, you're a little too vulnerable sometimes (laughs) but you know I I do I I always convey that message to my people inside my Facebook group on Instagram, whoever I'm talking to, I'm like, lead with your story. Like yeah. your, your message, your vulnerability is what is going to create the connection that you're looking for, whether, whether it turns into a sale or just trust in another human being, like be vulnerable with them. Like, yeah, you don't have to tell them every raw detail, but just open okay. up and share. Like, you don't know who you could help on the other end of that vulnerability conversation. Yeah, totally. Well, it also like when you are able to be vulnerable, like you as a coach, you give everybody else permission yeah. to be vulnerable. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm like, I want to see tears. Let's, let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like I'm being vulnerable and telling you all my things. Like you can do that too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's I love that too. It's so, it's so powerful. It's so beautiful. What is, what's happening in your business right now? What's coming up for you? What are you creating? What are you scheming? Yeah. Yeah. So right now I'm offering a couple of more like one-on-one 
because I have a handful of clients. Again, I'm not trying to like overdo myself and overexhaust myself. I really have a conscientious of creating like as much of a work-life balance as I can. Although, yeah, I'm probably working more still than doing social life <laughs> things, but I still give myself that grace and like schedule in my social time, you know? Um, but anyways, yeah. So I have a, like a handful of spots still for one-on-one -on -one coaching but I am creating a like group coaching program for like business and like the energetics behind the business strategy as well. So business and mindset. I love that. And when are you going to, when do you think you're going to launch that? Um, probably mid October is what I'm thinking. So if everything goes accordingly, at least I'm hoping that I can do it then, but if not, then, you know, everything happens as it should. So if not right. then January, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily know if I want to be available in that space over the holidays so right. just maybe wait until January to like do it if, if it doesn't pan out in the next few weeks so we'll see all about yeah. feeling into it <laughs> exactly like feeling into it and like what feels good and you know just it's such a weird time in the world too energetically like just seeing it's just kind of like this is the plan but we'll see what happens yeah yeah exactly and I think that's kind of like I mean what was it like a month a month and a half ago I did like a whole launch for a group coaching program and literally like a few days before we were supposed to start, I totally pulled the energy from it. I was like, this isn't right. I don't, it's not aligned for me. And I just, the girls who had already signed up, I just converted them to one-on-ones, <laughs> which is, which is better for them because they get my undivided attention, you know? So I like it better anyways. So yeah. Awesome. They all worked out the way it was supposed to. <laughs> it does. It really does. That's so awesome. So where can people find you? Where do you hang out? Where can they stalk your shit? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, stalk me on Insta at Chase Life with Kelly. And then I also have a like free, like private Facebook community called Chase Life with Kelly as well. So that's, and I do like live videos every day, pretty much in there. So if they want some free goodies, come on in. <laughs> Go up and get ready to get vulnerable, ladies. Right, exactly, exactly, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with me. It was yeah. so, this is so interesting. I could literally ask you 75 million more questions. I know, yeah. And I, and I, it's funny because so many people are like, Kelly, you must be exhausted talking about it. I'm like, no, I'm really not. Like, it was a part of my, it's a part of my story. Like, it's my journey. Like, I'll, I will never be tired of talking about that because it's a part of who I am and how I've grown. So yeah. it's great. Thank you <laughs> for coming. I'm going to have to have you back again. We can yeah. hear about like the next phase of life and like what's going on. Totally. Would love to. Okay. Awesome. I hope you guys love this episode as much as we loved recording it for you. And as always, please rate, review, and subscribe. Screenshot this, share it in your Instagram story. Tag me and Kelly and let us know what you loved about it. I love you guys. Have a great night. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved what you heard, I would be beyond thankful if you would share this podcast on your Instagram story and share with me what about the episode with me or with my guests that you loved. Also, please remember if you love this podcast to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes so that you don't miss out on all of the incredible guests and topics that we have lined up for you during this crazy year. And as always, if there is ever a guest or a topic or anything you would like for me and a guest to discuss, 
just shoot me a DM on Instagram at Regina A. Lawrence. Lots of love, guys.